Welcome to another episode of Junior Achievement of South Florida's Recipe for Success. Just as there are no two recipes that contain the exact same ingredients or measurements, there are no two success stories exactly the same. Recipe for Success features entrepreneurs, visionary leaders, and innovators of all ages who will share the ingredients that make them successful. Here's your host, Lori Salarulo, President and CEO of Junior Achievement of South Florida. Good morning. Good day. How are you? Uh, welcome to this week's JA's Recipe for Success. Uh, as you know, this is where we get to talk with leaders and entrepreneurs and, and just some amazing community advocates about their ingredients to success, what's helped them to become successful right in their own right, uh, and help them to change our community, their companies. Uh, and other people's lives and impact others. And so this morning, uh, I feel so fortunate and it, you know, I waited weeks to get this woman on the show and I feel so fortunate to have her. I call her a friend. I call her a colleague. I call her one amazing woman. And that is my friend, Kathleen Cannon, the president and CEO of United Way of Broward County. And good morning, Miss Lore. So awesome to see you. Good morning on this Tuesday morning. How are Hello. you? I am awesome. You know, as you and I were just chatting a bit, you know, we we need to always focus on the positive, right? Um, and I think there are a lot of positives that are that are coming out of this. And mm-hmm. um, and so, you know, we can choose to focus. I always tell my daughter that we can choose to focus on whatever it is that we choose, right? We have that choice. Uh-huh. I would rather focus on things that are hopeful and optimistic and what we can do because yes. I think we can do a lot. And how are how are you doing through all this? So, Laura, you know, we did talk about the optimism and I I am I I worry very much for folks that can't focus on an optimistic uh, viewpoint or look at the silver linings or pivot or be agile during this time, because this is a challenging time. 2020 has been, wow, the year of all years. Uh, Didn't 2020 sound like it had such a great ring to it? Like, it's like. This is amazing. It's like the end of a decade, a start of a decade, 2020. And holy cow, it's been so challenging for so many. Um, So you and I talk a lot um, uh, in different ways, but it is about the ability to, um, you you have to have strength, right? And you've got to have fortitude. You also have to be vulnerable and you also have to say, you know, when uh, there are struggles and when things aren't okay. And I think it's the the humble honesty, you know, that can really get people through these times. But you have to almost truncate your day. You know, it's almost like, um, you know, minute by minute, uh, day by day, minute by minute. And if we look at everything that's going on, obviously we have a health crisis, we have an economic crisis, we have a racial crisis. If you focus on those gigantic, you know, social issues, it's hard to see how you can make a change or how you can maneuver through. Um, But you can, if you look at pieces of it, and if you look in your own sphere um, of influence, you can make changes. You can treat people well. You can be, have extra customer service, no matter who you're talking to. You can think differently. How do we as a community you know, as a country and, and really pivot through this, what's our, what's our resiliency? What's our fortitude? Uh, so you have to look at the, 
some of the optimistic things that can come out of this. And, um, and as a community, Lori, you know, uh, I really truly believe people care for people. And the more that we can show that and put strategy in place, not just to care, but to, to move the needle, whether it's public policy or philanthropy or education or for you financial stability, having our children growing up knowing um, financial stability and acumen and how they take care of themselves and plan for the future. So, yeah, so important. You know, uh, you mentioned so many amazing things in there. And I think, you know, uh, one of the things I think as a leader, um, you, you know, this, you know, you mentioned being vulnerable, being humble and honest, right? We're leading teams. Um, and so it's, you know, part of our job is to be that cheerleader, right? And remain optimistic and give them that hope that they need, right? To continue to go on and do the work that we do. But I also think it's important, as you said, for us to show our vulnerability and say, yeah, I'm tired too, right? You know, and, and, you know, I mean, my team, I know when I say that, you know, guys, I know we're all exhausted, but we are in this, right? For the best reasons. Um, it's helpful because if they don't realize that you're going through some of the same things you are, you can't go through it together. Right. Right. Talk about how do you, how are you managing right your team right now? Because, and I know you and I are so all, we're like those people that, that just go all in, right? right. We don't know any other speed. We right. don't know exactly. Exhausting for the people around us. <laughs> I mean, in honesty, <laughs> So how do you make sure that you're lifting them up and keeping them motivated, but at the same time also filling up your cup? Yeah, Lord, that's a really good, you know, I wish there was one recipe uh, for that success. And, you know, I never want to come off to people that everything's fine. We're moving forward. Nothing's changed. We're, you know, full throttle. Like people have to understand that I'm struggling too. This is overwhelming. And you use the word exhausted. It's exhausting. Obviously, serving the community and making sure that you really are uh, lifting people up. But just it's emotionally exhausting trying to figure out the next step. How are we going to respond? You know, how can we as a community, again, come through this with resilient fortitude and move forward? Um, so I try to be, I have this little, it's not really an acronym, but it's TTT. F, wait, total transparent truth faster. So the faster that I be completely transparent with the staff and really discuss what's happening and even how I'm doing and how we as a community are doing, people feel your honesty um, and they understand, okay, whew, I'm not the only one tired here. I'm not the only one trying to figure out how to work from home, educate my children, make sure my parents are fine, you know, make sure that the community's good, my agency's good, everything is solid. I think if people feel, you know, that it, yes, it is a struggle, even for you, Lori and me, Kathleen, the CEOs of these companies, it gives them, I think it gives them more hope. But now you can't be doom and gloom and you can't right. be like, oh, well, you know, I haven't figured it out. I'm going to stick my head in the sand. <laughs> Coming forth with motivation, but strategy and trying to break things down for different staff. I put staff in some different teams. So they've got some cross teams um, going on on certain fragments of what we're working on. And I think that's been a good piece because everybody kind of works in their department. 
Um, so I think that was a, a way to motivate staff. You're getting to learn some new staff members and, and different ways of thinking about solving problems. I have like somebody from HR and finance and marketing working with some of the impact team. And they're not normally thinking, ooh, how do we provide emergency financial assistance for the uh, community? So I've got people that aren't normally in that type of um, you know, critical thinking for these issues. But I think it really works. It gives people different thoughts. It gives new strategies, you know, ways of uh, solving problems. Um, yeah, so I think it gets them out of their silos, right? And we, yeah. we do something very similar. So we teach entrepreneurship. And so, of course, I've told every person, we call them campaigns as opposed to projects. Mm -hmm. So it could be a program. It could be an event. It could be a project. Um, you're the CEO of that campaign. So who's on your team, right? You need a marketing person to make everybody aware. You need the fundraising de development team, right? To raise the revenue to do your yep. program, right? So I think you're so right. And it has absolutely built trust um, and camaraderie and yep. we're all in this together. Um, and so I, I totally agree with you. And I was gonna go there. So I'm glad, so glad you took us there because I think as CEOs, you know, we do need to figure this out. I think we're we're guiding the ship, right? Mm -hmm. You're in the ship. You know, what are some of the strategies, you know, that you've focused on? You know, are there things that you've said, you know what, we're going to invest in this because this is the right time to do that, even though financially, right, we know that we need to, uh, you know, maybe control our expenses. You know, for mm -hmm. us, we decided we were going to go all in on marketing and revenue generation. Mm -hmm. You know what? We're going to cut back on other things, but that's where we're going because if people aren't aware, they can't consider right. you, you can't give, right? right? So what are some of the strategies and things that you're putting in place to help the company not only survive, but thrive? Right, right, right. And great point. Um, and I know that there are many people that are just trying to survive. So I am like you thinking of, all right, we're going to actually thrive here. We are going to serve this community. We are going to put new initiatives into place. We're going to raise new revenue. Um, and so we immediately flip to that we are going to be bigger, better, stronger, and more impactful in the community. So I think when you lay that mindset out to staff and you have that expectation and you've got tasks uh, to try to back that up, um, I think that sets everyone on a different course. People aren't retreating. They are outwardly you know, looking to engage in the company and what's my role? So I really tried to point out to folks, everybody role matters so much. And I'll use my finance team. You know, finance doesn't interface with donors. They don't particularly interface with our programs. They'll come to our volunteer activities. But I explained to them uh, that a donor called the other day and needed to speak to them at finance. And finance laid out exactly what they had to do. And I explained to finance, you're a donor cultivator. You are working with our stakeholders who are helping us to improve this community. And your customer service to that donor was so important. Um, and so I'm trying to link that everybody in the organization is a revenue generator. So you might not be titled as a fundraiser, but you are a revenue generator and you're also an impact critical thinker. So obviously impact, creating change in this community in many areas is our product, but we can't do that if we don't have the dollars to do that. And we, and you know this, because you and I talked about this, being a nonprofit, we are a business like every other business. 
nonprofit is a tax status. It's not a paradigm for running a business. So you want to do it with strategy, business acumen, sound fiduciary responsibility, with culture, with morale, you know, with cross teams, everything we do has a business plan. Um, and again, if we don't take our product seriously, changing lives forever for better, somebody else will do it better. So that is how we hunker in and focus on this community and running our business as a business with heart and soul, of course, because that's what we want to do and how we serve. Um, but it only elevates staff to want to really kind of work harder and make change. Yeah. I always say, I, you know, you, like you said, you and I have talked about that. Um, and you and I are both members of Vistage and we're so fortunate mm -hmm. to have these amazing business people, right, to help us and guide yeah. us and, and, and bounce ideas off of. But I, I think you're, you're so right. And I always say we have the best product in the world, mm -hmm. right? So, of course, I'm a little prejudiced that, that J.A. has the best product. <laughs> um, so, um, and so I, I want to, mm -hmm. so we have a couple of questions in the queue. You know, somebody asked, what are your highest priority community goals going into next year? So, you know, we, we have a, our fiscal year uh, started July 1st. So this is actually a kind of brand new uh, fiscal year for 2020-2021. Um, we certainly pivoted to be able to make sure that we could serve the community regarding COVID. Obviously, health issues, mental health issues, addiction issues, people that are struggling, but also with emergency financial assistance for rent, utilities. We don't want people, so many people have lost their jobs and so many people, it's every dollar in their paycheck just squeaks them by. So we wanted to make sure that, that we were supporting people through these months so that the stress and strain of not having work and falling behind uh, would not be weighing on their shoulders. So emergency financial assistance, keeping people in their homes and apartments, food, Laura, you know how many people are hungry right now. I am telling you, if somebody loses a day wages, they cannot put food on their family's table. Um, and that is for no fault of their own. We have a really wide gap here in Broward County of what it costs to live here and what people's wages are. So our priorities is building resiliency right now in our community, individual by individual, but community by community as well, um, making sure that people are as stable as possible, keeping people um, there, helping them make their ends meet. Now, Laura, we won't be able to serve everybody in this community, but it's a collaboration and you know how we do it here. We try to get together, we try to solve issues, solve problems. Sometimes it's fast and furious, and sometimes we've got to put a little strategy into place but you know how we all work on things together. So between kind of all the funders and the nonprofits, the county and the cities, you were trying to put strategy in place to try to um, really be that safety net for as many people as possible and try not to have people fall through the cracks. But it's a difficult time to be able to support everyone that is in need at the moment. But our priority right now is trying to help all families and people recover from COVID, just the economic and the even the racial crisis. We're really stepping into that as well. Um, really wanting to showcase that we have major work to do um, on that uh, in racial equity and justice and our unconscious bias and, and some of the policies that are in place. Um, so we have so many, we don't have one priority. You know, we have buckets of initiatives that we work in. But our lens always is really supporting the community, 
being a safety net, uh, you know, we we published the Alice report, which is, uh, it's a name and it's, and it's called Asset Limited Income Constrained Employee. And you don't have to remember that, but it's really about people that are working super hard here, but still cannot make their ends meet. So that is definitely a priority for us. Oh, you all, I mean, listen, you have done amazing work at United Way, um, you know, on the forefront of so many issues here in our community, of course, including the homeless uh, issue uh, over the last couple of years and all of that. And, you know, I think you're right. I mean, collaboration, whether it's within our own teams, as you said, yeah. working across the, the aisles and across the departments or or also working together. And, you know, look, I, I I'm always so grateful to work in this community because i mean look we're we're going through this and you and i are you know involved in something else and so you know your organization has to be able to pivot to help yeah. the community and sometimes it's not always exactly your mission right mm -hmm. but you have the resources to bring to the table and mm -hmm. i think people like you you know and i and so many other great leaders in this community are so willing to do that and you know and of course now we're looking at the child care issue with schools yeah. not going uh, we need to make sure they can stay employed so important right because or they will end up on those food lines they absolutely uh, will and and it's funny because people always said oh i want to serve title 1 schools i want to serve low income and i always talk about the alice community because mm -hmm. If one little thing changes for them, their whole life can change. Absolutely. Right. And so, so um, I think, you know, you mentioned uh, culture and teams. I don't know about you, Kathleen, but I really being totally honest, one of the hardest things I think as a leader has been mm -hmm. to create a culture to change mindset and behavior. Right. You're you you came from the social worker, right, from the health and human services mm -hmm. and, and all that. So I think you understand that better than than most. Talk a little bit about that, because I know it's something that I've really focused on over the last mm -hmm. four years, five years at J.A. Talk a little about that, because I'm sure you've been working on that, too. Yeah, it it's so important. Um, a culture of a business, a culture of an organization, because if you can get the most out of your folks in the best way, then we can only uh, serve this community better. So I, I really talk, I talk about self worth, but self help and taking care of yourself um, because you cannot serve the community if you really are not trying to serve yourself and your family. And we definitely have a mantra at United Way that family is first. If people are so worried or there's stuff happening with their family, they're not effective. Um, so we always talk about family first. And then we talk about that we're a work family too. So mm -hmm. it's really important to support each other. And we do not all agree ever. Uh, so you also have to have these healthy um, conversations, whether it's about resentment or anger, or you don't understand something, or that's where my TTTF, total transparent truth faster. Because if something is happening within an organization, people know it, they, they get a sense, they can see something's happening. And then people start creating their own idea of what's happening when it's not nearly as bad as what's actually happening. So that's why I'm always trying to be as transparent as possible, um, mm -hmm. really sharing um, that we as people are going to think differently, feel differently, behave differently, want to move in different directions, which is makes a, an important organization, however, to serve this community 
we do need to be lined up and we all need to be in the same areas of priority. And that's where it's important to lay out that priority. Um, yeah, so important. You know, we started actually doing um, a book club. Uh, a leadership book club. And I will tell you, the books are really short. They're kind of fable type of books. Mm -hmm. um, and it has truly, you know, because I could say things from now to do now our kids, right? We can say them forever. Um, and, and then all of a sudden they read it and we start to talk about it. And by the way, it's a great time for me also to say, you know, this is something I'm working on too, mm -hmm. right? So it, So they get to understand that I don't think I'm perfect just because I have this title. And right. just because I have that title doesn't mean I'm the only leader in our organization. Mm -hmm. You are all leaders in this organization. Yeah. And so I feel, you know, like I said, that has been something that simultaneously right to our work that I have worked on. And it is it is a labor of love, right? Um, we build this, this amazing team. But when you get there and you see your people, mm -hmm. right, really getting it and their mindset shifting to one of ownership and empower, yeah. empower them, what an amazing feeling, right? It and is. We were yesterday um, had a big event and you know, it's not easy to be, it, you know, it's just not typical times, right? Where everyone gets together and everyone's got a job and we're doing, you've got to stay distance. You've got to figure this out. You've got to work with this company and this. And yesterday I literally came to the event. It was set up, done, flawless. And it, when you see your staff that they can lead, Again, you don't have to be the CEO to be a leader. Everyone has a leadership in their own sphere of influence. It could be your family, your neighborhood, your neighborhood association, within your department, within your little areas. There's so many ways to lead. And if you can promote leadership, which also means that you have to, you know, you can't have people on a rein. You've got to give them uh, the ability, you know, to, to do what they need to do. And that sometimes it's not going to work out. But still, if we're not allowing people to make decisions, to lead, to try to steer in, in whatever area they can, then they won't grow as leaders. And the more leaders we have within our organization, the better we will do as a business, as an organization. So it's so important to really look at people's strengths, give them autonomy and um, and and forgive them if it just doesn't work out. But you learn from it. So you backtrack and do a backward map. What went wrong? Where could we have pivoted? What could have done differently? And I think that's all learning and it's all important. Um, yeah, to really, really important. So I have a question for you. So we spend so much of our time empowering our teams. Who empowers you? <laughs> Who has been influential, right, in your life? Have mentors, have you had mentors? Have Has that been an important part of your growth as a leader? Yes. And and you had mentioned a group. Uh, we both belong to a group, but it's different groups, but it's called Vistage and it's like a CEO best practice. Um, and it, that is an opportunity because they're not in my group. There's no one else in nonprofit. Everybody's got a different type of business. It is an ability for me to be totally honest and transparent and what some of the struggles are. Because it's not easy. You can't always share your struggles with your staff. And that's why you and I work with each other so well, because we need to sometimes just call each other and vent or ask a question or, you know, this is the direction I'm going. Uh, you know, what do you think? So I think it's important to be able to reach out to different types of folks, whether it's nonprofit leader like yourself, 
or somebody completely out of the out of the sphere. To me, that is so vital. Um, and you know, throughout my career, I have had different bosses, but also just different people I respected within different organizations or agencies. Um, and I have definitely sought out uh, leadership that way. And I, I think it's important to mentor others. I do uh, a mentoring. It's through United Way Worldwide, where they they'll match a CEO with maybe an up and comer who maybe wants to be a CEO. And I do that year after year and with people that I don't even physically meet because they're in states far away. Um, however, it gives such an opportunity to talk about some of those learning lessons and uh, for folks that really want to strive to do something uh, to grow within themselves. And again, you don't have to always aspire to be a CEO. You can be the CEO in your own area and whatever you're doing exactly. and be that leader. So, exactly. Yeah. And, you know, I think sometimes when we mentor others, we learn from them just as much as they learn from us. hundred percent. You know, I've had some great mentors that have made me think, you know, about some things as I've watched them. And so I, I think it's a two way street. So you and I could talk forever. We could do a, you know, 10 day show and not come up for air uh, for sure. And um, and I so value what you said, you know, being able to to talk with with another strong leader in this community um, who cares so much. And I think that's at the end of the day, you know, look, you and I are so passionate about what we do and about this community that sometimes, you know, people are just like, whoa, back off, right? I mean, you know, enough. Like, people will say to me, enough. <laughs> right, right. I mean, we are just like so focused on on making impact and getting things done. Um, and so it's nice to have somebody else to, to do that with and 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 to say, oh, okay, you know, I know what they mean, you know, kind of watching. Um, and so many ingredients that you talked about, strength and fortitude, optimism, mm -hmm. vulnerability, right? Being humble and honest and transparent. You talked about that several times. Focusing on your sphere, and treating people well, right? Going above and beyond, you talked about that customer service. Caring for others, total transparent truth, faster, love it. Wrote that down. Um, you know, cross-team collaboration, building that culture of empowerment and trusting your people, right? And if they make a mistake, being forgiving as a leader, so key. I, that one really caught my attention because I think that's true. We can we can say, you know, okay, we, we can do it differently or better or whatever. But, you know, being able to move on, especially when it's a really big mistake, right? And something that really does affect the organization. So, I, and I could go on on your pages full of ingredients. I always ask this question at the end. What is Kathleen Cannon's main ingredient to success? All right. I am going to say right now, agility, for sure. Mm. You have to be agile. Um, you have to... Um, be inwardly focused. You've got to be outwardly focused. You have to be future focused. So I really think in this particular, and that might change from year to year. Sometimes humor is one of my my mainstays because if you don't have a humor, that you're not going to move forward um, and look at things. But right now, agility and the ability yeah. to 
pivot and uh, and lure even you hosting these recipes for success, educating others, bringing people into the fold, motivating people. That's a, it's a sign of agility. You transitioned and you're continuing to do what you're doing and serving so many. So oh, maybe I wanted my own talk show. That's all, you know. <laughs> oh my God, you were so great as a talk show. <laughs> yeah. uh, but no, and you know what? You know, I mean, we both are so, I think we have some similar traits, right? Um, I love talking to people. I love learning from people, especially people like you that are so inspirational, have amazing energy, right? Mm -hmm. Positive intentions and mm -hmm. want to do great work. Um, and at the end of the day, I, I know that it's not easy. Um, and, and also, I think that sometimes when you are a strong woman leader, um, like mm -hmm. you and like myself and, and so many others in this community, you know, sometimes that's not always, you know, a positive thing to some oh. people, right? There's still that gender inequality as well. And I mm -hmm. don't ever use it as an excuse or ever mm -hmm. let it stop me, nor do I think that you do. Um, but it is still something that exists, right? That we we've got to recognize it. So I think that that's important to recognize it. And again, not use this as an excuse. And I try to use the ability to teach somebody um, at the same time. You know, if I'm being forceful and throwing down, you know, strategy and edicts and and etc. And if I'm, you know, if I'm just right down to the bottom line and doing this, someone will say, "Oh my God, you're like you're being such a man." I'm like, yeah. "Hey, listen." Everyone's leadership style um, works. And right now this is working for our organization. So I do yeah. think it's important to recognize, but teachable moments for people at the same time. Yeah, absolutely. Well, lots of teachable moments in this conversation. Um, and we're gonna have to do it again because I just love, love, love our time. I remember I brought a young woman to come and see you and it was like, oh my gosh, like this is great, right? Yeah, she um, was so great. And, I, and she just walked away so amazed by you and blown away by you. And so I wanna say thank you. Thank you for your passion. Thank you for your friendship. Thank you for all that you do in this community um, and and just caring so much, right? We didn't talk about empathy, but you were one of the most empathetic, caring people I know. And I wanna thank you for all of that. And and thank you for being such an amazing role model uh, to all of us. So, uh, oh, I you too. Thank you so much for being such a great leader and Jay's in such great hands. And I loved our conversation today. And. It's very cool that people tuned in. So thank, thank you. you. Well, thank you and keep up the amazing work. I know that you will. And thanks to everyone who has watched this morning. Our, my board chair is commenting and he's in the, the tweet and he said, yeah, we should call this coffee talk with Lori, he said. So anyway, <laughs> uh, I think we should not. We should just leave it as recipe for success. Anyway, everyone have an amazing day. Look forward to seeing you on our next episode of Recipe for Success. Take care. Have a great day, all. Bye. You too.